an intellectual property lawyer from New York, New York, on episode 19 of... My guest today is the self-described broiest of the bros, a true bro-diddly of brodaciousness and bro-noxiousness. He has taught me so much about EDM, and yet I still think it S-U-X. We work together at my American company, and more importantly, we are also brothers in fraternity, blood, and possibly Eskimo as well, though, to be fair, for the latter, based on what little I know of his track record, I should be so lucky. Really, I should. A gym rat, long-suffering New York Knicks fan, and fervent metrosexual, he is my colleague and close friend, and he makes me all gooey on the inside. He is Mr. Jeremy Hutcher. Put her there, Hutchie Bear. How is hey, NYC, buddy. baby? How you doing? I'm okay. Happy Father's Day to you and the 15 children you fathered in Japan. <laughs> yes, that's I right. I hope they're taking you out doing something nice for you today. Yes, they are. We, are. we are going to get conveyor belt sushi, and then I'm going to forget about them for the rest of my life, as I have since their births. <laughs> Um, there would be some very confused, you know, it's the most homogenous place in the world. And there are these kids with like giant noses and they're like five <laughs> inches taller than all the Your anti-Semitism truly knows no bounds. How is New York though? Seriously, I miss the, uh, you know what I miss most? I miss the smell, the perfume melange a trois of rotting Chinese leftovers, uh, bird shit and crumbling sewage infrastructure. How is New well, York? Well, it's the same. It really hasn't changed much since you left. Although I haven't been to Brooklyn that often, so I can't really speak to your old neighborhood. New York That's in the summer, New York in the summer especially, what a beautiful stench. Do you miss that? That's why the rich people go to the beach. Uh, you're a lifelong... Not implying I am. No, you're not implying that you are one. Because a poor no. person would say something like, the rich people go to the beach. Mm. <laughs> not the better half, as Molly Brown says in Titanic. No, that's not Molly Brown. That's uh, Rose's Molly fucking... Brown. Rose's cunt mom says, uh, not the better half. <laughs> or no, maybe that's uh, fucking the other guy. Maybe that's the bad guy. Billy Zane, I think, says, not the better half. The people on this ship are going to die. Not the better half. All what right. year is it that you're referencing Titanic? Uh, what year? It's 1996, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. Leonardo DiCaprio is a young, buxom... You can't use buxom to describe a dude, can you? He has large breasts. He does. I think. I feel like when most like teenage girls used to dream about Leonardo DiCaprio, they were always like, oh my god, I love his like chiseled jaw, I love his eyes, but the real cool he chicks were age. always like, I love his tits. Speaking of New York, you're a lifelong New Yorker, mm -hmm. so I think that you'll identify with this. What's your rule on pedestrian? pedestrian crossing of streets uh, i always have the right of way as a pedestrian but that's also because i don't drive also you're allowed to give dirty looks anytime that they try to you know run you over like you I, always have the right of way as a suburban man i mostly agree with that is it the same thing in japan can you just get away with anything there no actually well you can i mean as a as a like clueless gaijin you can pretty much just feign ignorance and sometimes you're not feigning but it, it's the most disciplined place on earth like you can't <laughs> jaywalk there right like aren't there rules for everything you you probably can't i do that's actually where i was going with this is they always wait for the the crosswalk to go from red to green even if it's like one in the morning and there are no cars coming it's like a one one lane road in each direction. These folks are just sitting there waiting. Like, not everybody, but I want to 
say a really large percentage of the population and I just start crossing and I don't know if I'm getting dirty looks or if it's just like, wow, he is he is way out of line. This gentleman is clearly a risk taker and a daredevil. So it's like Los Angeles. <laughs> right. But the difference in Los Angeles, I feel like, is the LAPD will just like pull you over, pull you out of a van and beat you up for no reason. <laughs> Again, it's still 1996. Yeah, all of my references are from the mid 1990s. Hey, how, how old are you? I don't know. How great is that Gin Blossoms record, though? You told me you had a bunch of questions for me. Uh, you've known me yes. since before I got here. I feel like these will these will be important because we were hanging out a bunch before I left, and now obviously I'm here. So go go with questions. Let's do it. Inquisition. Okay. Time. So I have a few questions. One is because you're, it's the most homogenous place on earth. How much do you stand out? Do people like give you weird looks? Like I know you're in a big city, but you know you're actually living there. You're not just visiting. So I'm wondering like how much you actually fit in. Like are there a lot of you know tall lanky jews around or are you the only one are they are they weirded out by your presence like what's that like i definitely don't think anybody's weirded out by my presence i mean there's other there's a bunch of other like pasty white like tall awkward gangly dudes right but they're probably sex tourists (laughs) yes and i am a sex i am a sex worker so have you gone to a cuddle cafe or any of those places I've seen on, you know, vice episodes? I got a hand job in a canal. Does that count? No, I haven't been to a, uh, I think a lot those really cater to Japanese people. Like if you don't speak the Japanese language, like it's useless. Like they have the host cafes where it's like dudes who hit on the girls who come in and then charge exorbitant prices for drinks. And then they have the hostess cafes or the maid cafes where it's like women doing the same to men, but really just trying to like overcharge for drinks. But they only really flirt with you if they can speak Japanese and their game is woeful based on this documentary I watched. So, you know, I, I really have no place there. As far as the cuddle cafes, I watched the Vice documentary about it, but I'm really not in need of getting my ears Q-tipped by a strange Japanese woman. So I, I know you're not in need of it, but, you know, you know, when in Osaka... Right, right, do as right. The Osakans do. No, no, that is that is a good point. Yeah, I mean, they just like laugh. Sometimes it's at me. Sometimes it's with me. Sometimes it's like a mix. But it's really just like cultural. It's tough to deal with sometimes. But it took a while. But I think I'm at the place where I like I'm okay with it and realize that it's not like rude or or you know mean spirited. I mean, can they understand you though? My Japanese. Yeah. Um, generally, if I, if I like really make an effort, like I just wandered into this restaurant and totally randomly first time, like no English menu at all, nothing, nobody there who spoke a lick of English and just ended up making friends with the guy next to me and ended up ordering some food. And like, it was cool. I made friends with this dude next to me. We talked about baseball. I had my Japanese teacher teach me all the baseball words this past week, which, which has been really helpful because now I can converse about Masahiro Tanaka. He's awesome. Yeah, he is, man. I, that's what, that's all I talk about is I just we should send you out a Tanaka shirt. I would love that, dude. I could probably sell those for boatloads of cash here. You should, you should have asked your children for Father's Day to send them to you. Do you think Japan has changed me just based on how we've talked? Like, you know, before. I don't and- know. I can't tell. I think when you come back, you'll be much more formal. Like, I think your English is all messed up. Like, it I think is. you're using, like, you're speaking like a Japanese person would. Really? Oh, my That's God. what I've noticed just in our conversations. On, like, Gchat or on the phone? Or? On Gchat, on the phone, on WhatsApp. You just, you speak more formally than you used to. Really? That's probably a good thing yeah. for me. I definitely curse too much. So maybe it's a good thing for me. Oh, you still swear like a sailor. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so I went to see a movie and I mm-hmm. went to see the Wes Anderson 
Anderson movie, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which just came out here, was great. And uh, I had to wait like 10 minutes before the movie started before they let you in. So they were showing like, you know, previews, uh, which I guess is understandable. But during the previews for a lot of, a lot of them are like American movies or whatever that get subtitled. And they have these kind of American movie stars during promotion. And it's basically the most half-assed thing you've ever seen in your life. They like just put Ben Stiller in a chair for like maybe five minutes, like definitely one take. And he's like, you remember I had uh, Night at the Museum 1 and Night at the Museum 2. This is Night at the Museum 3. And I'm really excited to have uh, people in Japan see it. It's um, I'm really it's a really special project that I've been working and I'm sitting there like laughing at this like oh my god this is the laziest promotional material I've ever seen and they had Mark Wahlberg on the set of Transformers 4 and the camera's just like in his face and he's like arigato Japan uh what's up it's Mark Wahlberg come see Transformers 4 can't wait to see you for the premiere cut like an abrupt edit yeah like those SNL sketches where they you just know they're sitting in a chair doing a press junket for like 20 hours doing totally different promotions like right, Japan now like what do you know about Japan totally and they just feed them like one word in Japanese like what's something yeah. in Japanese I don't know uh, Genki Desu Genki Desu what's up it's Morgan Freeman uh, come see my new film like so lazy but really That's really funny now do you want to hear my actual Morgan Freeman impression absolutely he's a collector that's terrible that is god awful we talked about this before but i think we have a master business plan i told you to go out there and find what all the little kids are into and we're gonna go and we're gonna talk to whoever owns it and we're gonna license it for the u.s and then we're gonna make a billion dollars like the pokemon kids did so i want to know what are the kids into in osaka what can we do because i want a pikachu car let me let me think about this dude honestly on an, on any given day I would say just walking around Osaka, I see at least 10 things that I don't understand and there's no answer in sight. And like I, my Japanese is okay. Like I could ask like, what is, or I could say like, why are you wearing that? But like they would <laughs> laugh at me for speaking in Japanese to begin with. And the answer I would get would probably be beyond my level of Japanese comprehension. So even if there were all these amazing ideas that should be licensed and will be licensed by enterprising youths, I'm not really in a position to do so that said you know what's really big here no i have no idea i love how i could say anything on this podcast about japanese culture and our idiot friends would believe everything i said yes in fact um, we japanese, know nothing about it japanese women uh use turnips as vibrators it seems like you've been eating well out there definitely been eating real well no complaints whatsoever food wise in this magnificent country we will now travel in time just as Jean-Claude Van Damme did in 1994's box office disaster Time Cop the uh, tattoos are like indicative of you being part of Yakuza which is like Japanese mob oh, cool yeah. is that really in Osaka though like is there crime yeah yeah the Dotonbori district is evidently very there's Yakuza but the Yakuza is like there's some I mean I don't really know much about this but there's like it's not necessarily a bad thing like some people kind of look at them favorably as like sort of controlling crime in some sense even though they are criminals they're a criminal element they like kind of reduce like small petty crime but so they, they definitely serve the, the enforcement mechanism of the mafia yeah i think that there's some element way. of like people appreciate there's like a symbiotic relationship in some sense i don't quote me on that like i don't you know but that's what i've been told so i so wanted like to tell you mafia. yeah old school mafia like vince vaughn will ferrell and owen wilson mafia luke wilson yeah, luke wilson exactly. mafia now i'm referencing to i'm in the i'm in the aughts now that's like 2002 that movie we're, we're getting there buddy we should edit most of this, this no 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 is, 
This is going to be the first 45-minute episode of Go for Gaijin. I will edit none of this. By the way, I'd, lo- I'd now like to read the first five chapters of War and Peace. I wanted to tell you about the worst part of my life in Osaka. Is it the crippling loneliness? <laughs> I'm sorry, the second worst part. So I live in an apartment. The location's amazing. It's a pretty nice apartment. Super cool. But it's just not built for somebody of my height. I am not exaggerating when I tell you that I have banged my head on cabinets in this apartment. I think it's around 20 times. Times. And last week I drew blood from opening the cabinet. I don't understand. They're How just, do you bang your head on a cabinet? They're not moving. They're at like eye level, and I'm a klutz to so begin with. You're opening it and hitting yourself in the head. No, I'm just like trouble. I, I leave it open, and then I'll just oh, like okay. it'll just be open. And in America, it's just like oh whatever. There's a cabinet up there that's open. That's not in danger of hitting me because these <laughs> buildings are built for people who are taller. So Jeremy, I think it's I think it's about time we tied this podcast up, seeing as how most of the people mm. have deleted this episode already anything you wanted to add at the end you get really good denim out there i bet you could yeah we should start importing exporting yeah things. we should man we should do that frankel we should corner the market on japanese denim did you ever see how to make it in america no, i hated everything. the show on hbo i hated everything <gasps> about that pilot okay so frankel actually calls me whenever he has a he has a really good idea and one of his ideas was to remake crisp by yuri the jeans from How to Make It in America, but actually come out with the brand. I don't, even, I don't think anyone would actually get the reference. I don't get that reference, and I'm definitely your okay, core so they, demographic for custom design jeans. Did you jeans. not see that show? <laughs> I watched the pilot. Did you ever see was, that show? I watched the pilot, and I was so irate. Was I was so irate at how inane it was that I honestly never watched <laughs> another episode. So, Jeremy, is there anything you wanted to leave my audience with? I mean, you're a valued member of the audience. What would you want to hear? What would you like to close with? Hi, Eric's mom and my mom. Hi, Gina. My mom's been very excited that I was on a podcast, actually. When I go on Letterman later today to promote my children's book, yes, this is the second children's book author you've had on the show. The name of your children's book, correct me if I'm wrong, is Don't Touch Me There, Daddy. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually about a colorblind chameleon named Cameron. As a colorblind kid, I, I've tried to get people to understand it's a real disability, and I think the only way to do that is through a children's book. I think that's a great idea. Right? Okay, the problem I'm having is that if he's a colorblind chameleon, he's sort of going to, you know, his friends might die because he's changing into the wrong colors, which makes him susceptible to predators. So I think the only way to teach children to be nice to colorblind kids is that if you don't be nice to them, you might die yourself. Well, on that note, Jeremy, I think that's a good place to end it. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you, dude. That was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Yes, of course. Happy Father's Day to you as well. Arigatou gozaimashita for listening and sayonara.